Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. I'm your host, Elena Fox. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time. And that whenever and wherever you happen to be, as you fly along the highway of the stars, I hope that you're able to mark small increments of time with the celebration. There are moments in time, moments along our calendar year in our spiritual journey that some people deem important and appropriate to just stop and take a breath and realize we need to be focusing on certain energies in this moment in time. Now, I don't know if portals are real. I don't know if that's a really a real thing. Someone made it up and everyone else started saying, oh yeah, nine, nine, eight, eight, seven, seven. Oh yeah. You know, July 7th, August 8th, you know? Uh, so now it's 1111, <laughs> the 1111 portal. But I do know that 1111 is important to twin flames. The, the, you know, when it comes up on the clock or whatever, <laughs> people started noticing it at, you know, 20 something years ago and they were like, oh my God, I can't stop noticing this. Oh my God, it's so freaky. <laughs> what does it mean? And then all these people started, you know, channeling or whatever they do to figure out what it means. And yeah, it's weird as hell. But then, I don't know, somehow, I don't even know how the whole calendar thing evolved. One, one's a portal. Two, two's a portal. Three, three. (laughs) It's almost like a take on angel numbers to me, and I don't know if I fully believe it at all. I don't know where it came from. I never even looked it up either, honestly. (laughs) I mean, these days never felt like they were energetically different than any other day to me. But... I'm going to bring up some stuff about this 1111 portal that other people have written. Oh, I just looked at this 222 <laughs> right there on the timer. So, hey, quantum ascension 444. <laughs> We're all full of angel numbers tonight. <laughs> We're full of something. <laughs> quantum ascension 444 in Instagram says there are four ways to best experience the 1111 portal. So, number one, ground your energy before the portal by going out in nature, connecting with Gaia, doing some of those tedious 3D tasks. Okay. Um, And by the way, Activations with JJ is where this originally came from. And I love her. I follow her as well. But Quantum Ascension 444 reposted, by the way. All right, so two, open your throat chakra by toning, chanting, or saying mantras as you approach the portal date, which is 11-11, obviously. Three, choose a form of light language that you will feel most drawn to and begin to play with it. This will help you channel the energies as they come through. Number four, make a plan for how you will integrate the 11-11 portal energies afterwards such as moving your body, going out in nature, or sleeping. I was thinking a whiskey and sleep, but hey, (laughs) to each their own. 
I'm kidding. I barely drink, but I, I, I have a whiskey every now and again. It seems to uh, do me good, actually. So um, I'm looking to see if I had something else actually about this portal thing. I, I mean, these are all good ideas just for any day of the week. It doesn't have to be that. I mean, the energies we really have to be aware of the most are when we have the solar wind streams coming because that's actual energy, scientifically proven energy coming our way. And we all know that that's what causes our ascension symptoms. At least that's one of the factors that's causing it. All right, here we go. I am Amber Valdez said, Oh wait, did I just actually, I I mentioned this shit yesterday. Yeah, no, no, no. I don't know. Never mind. (laughs) No comment. (laughs) I'm looking and looking. Is there anything else? No, these are the things I read to you yesterday. So I only had one thing about the uh, portal, but it made me think though, that there are other moments that we should just take some time out and just honor the moments or at least honor ourselves in those moments. Um, this month, you know, of course there's 11, 11. And if you are a twin flame, that might be a really great way or a great day to sit and do a meditation and clear out any blocks you have to meeting your person. Um, I sent something to my friend today, actually, maybe I should, I should read this one to you in case you are a twin flame. This one was very interesting. Um, let's see here. I got to find it where I sent it to her on WhatsApp. I screenshotted it. Is that a, is that a verb now? <laughs> she put it, she put a face with an open mouth, like, oh my God, <laughs> like she had never heard this stuff before. And I'm like, I've only been telling you this for years. <laughs> and she's like, wow, that's like super helpful. I'm like, I know it is, you know, don't blow it with your twin flame because this is not a normal relationship whatsoever. So if you are on the twin flame journey, I loved what, um, this person has to say they're, they're, um, he's already yours. It's H E S dot already dot yours. So he's already yours is the uh, account name and says, what if I told you that your significant person or special person SP is ready to have the most amazing relationship with you, but you're the one who's running away. Before you say, um, no, that's not true. He's the one running away from me. I'm ready for him. <laughs> Hear me out. You're the one running from your SP if you're quitting on your desire every few days or weeks because nothing is happening. Spoiler alert, things are always happening behind the scenes. The only thing stopping them from coming to the forefront is you always saying nothing is happening. You're the one running from your SP if you're avoiding dealing with the harder emotions, such as sadness, anger, guilt, regret, shame, loneliness, or rejection. While you definitely should not wallow or attach any meaning to these emotions, you should allow them to move through you and you should release them. Bottling them up only blocks you in your manifestations. You're the one running from your special person. If you continue to believe you're not worthy of having him, 
you're putting him on a pedestal and thinking he's so much better than you. You're saying things like, I have to lose more weight first. Oh my God, you guys, that is the one thing that is hanging me up on this shit. And I finally resolved tonight, like, you know what? We could sexercise this off. And I'm sure he has a trick or two up his sleeve to help me with this. We could do it together. He's not going to judge me. He's a good person. I'm a good person. I'm not going to judge him. If he has a little tummy, I'm going to want to touch it. (laughs) So I'm not worried. It's like, so why am I, what the hell is wrong with me? Why, Why am I worried about what he thinks about me when I'm not significantly overweight? I'm just a little bit overweight. And I could probably take a water pill and eat a couple of lemons and be fine, actually. (laughs) <laughs> it's probably just water weight. Cause I, I actually look pretty fit overall. I'm actually pretty muscular. Huh. And I talk myself back into it. Oh, all right. I'm fine. He's fine. He's going to accept me. I accept me. I accept him. So, Hey, I'm ready. <laughs> you better call me soon. <laughs> call me soon. I would call him if I had his number. I would have called him seven years ago. <laughs> but anyway, um, <laughs> So I I thought this was interesting. So, so if you're saying things like I have to lose more weight first, or I have to look more like the third party that he was last interested in first before your SP can be in a relationship with you, uh, then, and then you act surprised when your SP, your special person mirrors that to you and feels the same way. So if you're doing any of the previously mentioned, you're the one running from your SP what you desire also is desiring you meaning that if you have a true soul desire for your special person he desires you as well the reality where you two are together already exists the reality where your special person can't get enough of you already exists the reality where your special person is madly in love with you and feels the same way the same true soul desire for you already exists If he's not showing you that it's because you're not allowing him to step forward in that way and conform to that desired version or by either consciously or subconsciously running away, allow your special person to show you how much he desires you, how by working on the previously mentioned blocks and then dissolving them, release the doubts, release the fears, just bask in the knowing that your God self is figuring it all out. You will get there if you keep the faith. Okay. Um, a few things about this. This is the way that this person wrote it. Um, I would like to add her or him or them or they, uh, you know, we don't want to always just be cishet, you know, normative, whatever, you know, um, I just read today that the description for the, um, gender queer flag, uh, what all the colors mean. And I was like, holy shit. I am every single one of those. <laughs> Sometimes I don't even feel like I have a gender at all. I, I just, I'm me. I don't think of myself as a he or she at all. And sometimes I'm a he, sometimes I'm a she in my mind, in the way I look at myself and the way I view the world or the way I operate. And, um, it's very weird. I was, it was like, this is very interesting stuff. It's weird that I, this didn't exist before like 2011 is when this flag was made. So I wasn't even 
in a place, I was going through a divorce at that time. I wasn't even in a place to think about this stuff. And I've never thought about it other than kept it to myself because it was embarrassing to, you know, when I would like slip up and go, when I was a little boy, wait a minute, was I a little boy? No. I'm a little boy now? No, I'm a man now. I mean, a woman. I mean, wait, what am I? <laughs> what am I again? What's this body I'm in again? Fuck, I forgot what car I'm driving. <laughs> I mean, I, I slip up all the time. And then sometimes people say, well, you know, are you feminine or masculine? Or are you, you know, you seem really feminine to me. You know, and I, I get really angry at that, really. And then when people say, you seem really masculine to me, I'm like, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> So I don't know, I just, but I never really put two and two or, you know, three and two together until my, my oldest kid's like, mom, you're genderqueer like I am. You're just as genderqueer as I am. She's like, I think you're trans. She's like, I think you'd make a lovely man. I'm like, I think I'd look like a, a pedophile, but that's just me. <laughs> I'm not going to be a, a short, you know, and the testosterone and at my age, I'd probably gain a lot of weight. Like I'd be like, a, I'd look like Alan. <laughs> actually Zach Galifianakis is pretty cute I would look a little bit like him I did one of those things once where you could change your face into a man to see if you did the transition what you look like <laughs> I'm like dude I look like a pervert man. <laughs> I can't I can't even with this shit <laughs> I can't even think about it. I don't even want to walk with one of those things in my legs between my legs there's no fucking way I can handle that there's no way I can, I only know how men do it. It's so weird to me. <laughs> I mean, my body's weird. I, human bodies are in general weird to me. I just can't, you know, just, I don't want to think about the human body in general too much. And that's beyond being asexual. I don't know what that is. It's just like, oh, I'm just tolerating being a human at this point. Cause I'm really an archangel. You know, that's what I, I want the archangel flag is what I want. But anyway, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. But anyway, get back to the topic. I was thinking, though, that we should celebrate these little life moments. Like um, today, my friend uh, went with his mom to, I haven't asked how it went, but they went together to honor his father who died a year ago today. And, you know, or I guess technically yesterday on the 9th. And, um, I was uh, thinking about, I mean, in a way, it, I mean, it's sad. You don't celebrate these dead. Like, you know, it's not a ding dong, the bitch is dead moment for, for it, by any stretch of the imagination. But it's uh, celebrating it or honoring it, respecting it in a way that you're remembering that person, you know, even though they're not any longer with us, you know. And when people die, it's important to honor them in some small way, maybe just talking about them or writing them a letter or, or, um, letting them know somehow praying to God, laying, you know, praying to, you're asking your holy guardian angel, please let them know, you know, that I miss them or whatever. Like my, um, my husband died on the 20th. He was my ex by that time on the 20th of November, he died. And, um, that was like 12 years ago. And it's really weird that it's taken me so long to try to get through this shit. When we were only together 13 years, I should have already been over it after seven years, right? But grief doesn't really have a timeline. It can take a lot longer than the time you even had with them. Um, it might be the rest of your life if they were super impactful. 
you know, and if that's the case, it's time, you know, it's, it's good to take a moment and remember those people. So, you know, if they died on May 2nd, then honor them on May 2nd or whatever, you know, but there's other moments too, that we need to celebrate the 1111 portal. Why not? It's just a good, it's just as good a day as any to call in your twin flame and really take a good hard look at who you are and what you're doing and what you're not doing (laughs) in order to manifest them. Are you really ready? And if so, let's get all that negative stuff out, right? And so um, I'm going to be looking at that thing I read to you. I'm going to be reading that three or four times a week. (laughs) I mean, it's really, really good advice. Even if you're on a not on the twin flame journey and you want a soulmate. Actually, this advice is really good for you. If you're looking for a a specific job or a specific place to live or whatever, what you desire is desiring you. Even if that thing that you desire is a brand new car, you know, it doesn't have to be about relationships or it could be a, a job or, you know, an apartment or, you know, condo, whatever. It could be something that, um, you know, that I haven't even mentioned. It could be anything, you know, university degree, what you seek is seeking you. So you have to clear your blocks in order to believe in yourself enough to go for forward towards, uh, the direction of your dreams. And I think that if you sit and celebrate the small things, the small successes, the small days, you could celebrate every Sunday morning with a brunch. I used to have a friend that I loved very dearly and she and I were, um, very, very close friends and maybe a little more at times. Um, I loved her with all my heart and we were extremely close. I had a boyfriend and she was more, I was closer to her than I was to him. And every Sunday her family got together at this airport because they had the best brunch in town, which so is kind of wild. We would sit and watch the airplanes take off and we would get drunk together. We would have mimosas. And I mean like her mom, her brother, her sister and her other brother and his wife. And then I think like maybe one or two people had babies. Then once in a while they'd bring a neighbor or a friend. So it was a big group of of us, you know, and then me, I never brought my boyfriend. It's just me and, and my friend. (laughs) I think one time I brought a friend of mine actually that I was, um, just friends with until my boyfriend and I broke up and then he swooped in and he and I dated for a little bit (laughs) and he was actually a hell of a nice guy too. But anyway, um, we all would just get together. They started inviting me. The whole family started inviting me because I became like one of the family because I was always over at their house anyway. So we all went out and watched the, um, planes take off and land. And that was our ritual every Sunday morning, like from 11 to up to two in the afternoon. Sometimes it'd be 11 to 12. And then we would all go back to the house. Sometimes, you know, my, my girlfriend and I would hit the beach. Um, sometimes we would extend the day and say, you know what, let's extend it so far that we go to like a picnic on the beach. Let's go barbecue at the beach. You know, um, it was, amazing, but it was like every Sunday became like a ritualistic celebration of life and friendship and family and just enjoying living on earth, you know? So it's, it's important sometimes to come up with something that is that special moment. 
It could be every morning when you have your cup of coffee in the morning, for sure. That's my thing. (laughs) Every morning when I'm having that cup of coffee, I'm like, hey, you know what? (laughs) This is, you know, this is pretty cool. (laughs) I love this coffee and I make it kind of like a little ritual and I, you know, I bismillah, I ask God to bless it and I say, God, I really love you and please bless my kids today. Bless my my twin flame, bless my cat, bless all of our, uh, areas where we live and all of our belongings and bless my twin flames kids as well. You know, um, and then I just think about the rest of my day. What am I going to do? You know, so it's nice to celebrate these different things, but this month is, is November. So of course we've got, um, coming up, we have Thanksgiving in the United States. We've got the 1111 portal we have other things that we could celebrate. Um, for me, it's not really a celebration as much as an honoring of um, my friend. Um, I mean, my husband who died and my friend's dad um, who died. Um, I wasn't there today, obviously, because I'm not in Arkansas. But um, there are moments that we can celebrate or, or at least honor and respect and just take that moment to just breathe, contemplate, and really look at the meaning behind it. You know, it, it makes your life much deeper and, and much richer and it will help you in the long run. If you can take these moments out and actually, (sighs) all right. And, and the celebratory moments are fun too. You know, I used to, um, for a couple years I spent complaining because I'm a Virgo and we love to complain because it's a sport with us. (laughs) <laughs> but for a couple of years, I complained about not having a boyfriend. I wish I had a boyfriend that would bring me flowers. And I got on this weird kick because I had a girlfriend, um, not like that I was dating, but my friend, friend who her uh, boyfriend who later became her husband brought her flowers every Friday without fail their entire relationship. Their first date was on Valentine's Day. It was all very terribly romantic and influenced me in all kinds of ways. Sometimes she got lucky and get a bag of oranges and a bouquet of flowers. <laughs> Whatever they had on the highway on his way home, he didn't go out of his way. It was on the way home, but he always made sure he had an extra, you know, 20 or $40 in his pocket <laughs> to buy these things for her. Um on his way home, which I thought was incredibly sweet. It it became routine and boring for her after a while, you know, but the flowers were always different. Every week it was a different color. It wasn't like only yellow chrysanthemums or something, but it was, you know, but it was actually really sweet. And I remember thinking, no guys ever bought me flowers. That kind of really sucks. Except for, you know, the parents that would buy me flowers when I would go to like prom or whatever, you know, the corsage on the wrist that like, what the hell is that? It's so insane. But, um, <laughs> uh, that was like the last time anyone had ever bought me flowers and it wasn't the guy buying it. It was the, his mom, right? Cause we're all kids still, which now I think looking back is kind of crazy. But <laughs> so I remember back when I was really young, I'm like, man, no one ever bought me flowers. And I complained about that shit for two years until one day I said, you know what? What the hell am I doing? I could afford flowers for myself. I was complaining no man ever bought me perfume. I'm like, I could buy my own Chanel number five. Thank you very much. 
okay, not the big bottle. So I would go and buy the sample bottles, the little tiny $12 bottles. And that would last me like two or three months. And I could afford $12 every two or three months. So what the hell was I thinking anyway? Complaining the man didn't buy me shit. I could buy my stuff for myself. And then I don't have to put a pressure on any man to do anything. You know, in case I get a man, another man who's a yet another man's not romantic. <laughs> you know, I know my twin flame is romantic. I feel it in my bones. I know he's going to be the most romantic man I've ever been with. And I'm going to be like, ah, oh, eating up that dessert with a spoon, baby. I'm going to be so happy. But <laughs> I'm already happy because I, I see it. I've seen little tiny visions of things he's going to buy me or do for me and not that I'm out for like material items, but it's the way that he looks when he gives it to me that gets me all giddy inside that he's so proud of himself. And he's like, got that look on his face, like the cat that ate the canary and (laughs) so satisfied. He's so good and such a great provider. And what, what it all symbolizes to me is what means the world to me, not the material object itself. You know, and so I'm like, oh, I can't wait to celebrate in that way. Things going to be wonderful. In the meantime, I bought myself jewelry. <laughs> and for a while, I complained about not having my own jewelry. And then I started buying really expensive jewelry for myself. <laughs> oh, for a while, man, I had a collection. I had a gorgeous, I had a, I had a ring that was um, almost the exact replica of Princess Di's ring. With the exception that the sapphire in the middle was... Um, heart shaped because I thought it was terribly cute. <laughs> so I wanted that more than I wanted the uh, oval one. My friend got the oval one and it was gorgeous. I'm like, God, maybe I'll buy the oval one too. It was, I don't know if you guys remember Merlite Jewelry Company is my most favorite jewelry company in the world. And after like a hundred years or something, they went out of business. I was crying my eyes out for days. I'm like, I love their jewelry so much and they had so many jewelry and so much jewelry and I had so little money and so I didn't have enough time. I ran out of time. You know, every time I'd earn money, I'd buy stuff and you know, I lost it all in storage. I have none of it now, unfortunately, but I think I actually might have one or two of their pieces still with me that I kept, you know, with me in my travels even, but yeah, it's really, really trippy stuff. Like, um, I really, uh, started celebrating. So every week I would buy my, every month I would buy a piece of jewelry for myself. And every three months I'd buy a bottle of perfume and every week I would buy myself flowers. And some weeks all I could afford was one rose, one big, beautiful red rose from Ecuador. It's so weird that, and I always had Ecuadorian roses. I always thought that's so exotic. Now I live in Ecuador and roses are $4 for like a dozen long stemmed red roses. $4.99. In some marketplaces, I saw it as much as $5.99, but I mean, that's like what, 50 bucks, 100 bucks in the States because they're imported from Ecuador. (laughs) They're freaking beautiful, beautiful flowers. And they're, oh, there's rose farms here you could go to. But I remember thinking about this. I did mention this one time before in another podcast. But I was thinking about how we need to celebrate ourselves and we need to celebrate our life. And, you know, if you're a guy, maybe you have a different way of celebrating other than buying yourself perfume and jewelry and roses. Although my son buys himself bling all the time. He's got, 
watches. He's a watch fanatic. I saw once a watch. I don't know. I don't want to say humidor. That's not the right word. It's like a little watch closet (laughs) to put all of your, your collection of watches. And he's like, mom, I really want this. And I'm like, you're, you're, I'm like looking at him blankly. I'm like, I don't own a watch because I don't want to be a slave to time. I don't get this at all. And he's like, mom, you're such a hippie. It's about the bling. I don't care if the watch even works. I'm like, oh, right. Jewelry. Now I understand what you're doing with that. But, but, um, I love that he, that's how he celebrates himself. Like, okay, you know, I did this thing. I had this accomplishment. I made this money. I'm buying myself a watch. You know, and he has different watches for different occasions and he always looks really nice. And I appreciate that he's like really takes care of his appearance and he looks good for the people he's dating. And I think that's amazing. Right. But, um, there's little bits and and pieces and rituals, you know, like maybe, um, you know, on Thanksgiving is the day that you celebrate Thanksgiving. And the very next day, the Christmas tree goes up. That's the way it should be. (laughs) A lot of people put it up on Christmas Eve (laughs) or Christmas Eve Eve. And you know who you are. (laughs) Some of you get the Christmas tree the day after Christmas because it's half price. And you know who you are. (laughs) Um, Or maybe you get them out of the street. (laughs) Still with the ornaments on it. Fuck, look, free Christmas tree. (laughs) Woohoo. If you do that, I don't want to know who you are. But, um, But there's a lot of rituals this month, right? I mean... We're celebrating going into winter. You know, we're turning back the clocks. It's, it's a Thanksgiving. The Christmas season is coming. This, this huge celebratory uh, season is upon us. So this is the time that we all kind of turn inward, especially since we're inside the houses and not outside as much. And we start to do this celebratory thing. And I wanted to say... I think we should make it a year round every single week. Find something, you know, whether it's going and buy yourself a little cup of coffee at the little local diner on the corner and reading yourself a, you know, a romance novel or a history book or whatever it is that you read or whatever it is that you do. Maybe listening to your favorite, um, album on your, um, in, you know, with your headphones in the park while watching or feeding ducks or something, you know, just some kind of celebration that it could be really tiny, like drinking a cup of coffee, make it a little more special. I did today. I saw my, my cat asked to go outside. So I let knowledge Ravenspell outside. Here's the knowledge Ravenspell report. And I asked her, you know, I, I let her, she asked me to go outside. I let her outside. And then she stayed right next to the door and she kept coming in every few minutes and meowing at me. I want you to go outside with me, mom. I'm like, all right. I tell you what, my computer shut down and decided to, I don't know what the fuck it was doing, but it was self-actualizing or something. I don't know. It was earning his PhD. I don't know what my computer was doing. Self-actualizing one way or another. It was getting married. I don't know. Anyway, I'm outside. I take my, my chair outside and I sit, I clean the table outside and I sit there at the table and immediately my cat walks to the other end of the deck with her back turned to me like 
uh, I don't even know you. Like, I don't want anyone to know we're together. <laughs> like, she was embarrassed. I'm like, what the hell, man? You're the one that asked me to go outside with you. And then I guess I embarrassed her by cleaning the table, giving the table a bath. I, she hates baths of all kinds. Hates it when I clean the counter. She always tries to stop me. <laughs> and, and, and she got mad because I sat outside on, on a chair. I guess she thought that was very embarrassing, even though she was sitting outside herself, but maybe she didn't bring my chair outside. Maybe that's the thing. I don't know what embarrassed her, but she was like, I am not having this right now. (laughs) I don't know what she was thinking, but okay. But at least she didn't eat my hamburger straight out of the pan today. So there's that. And she's been a very sweet girl. She came home one time. She came home another hour and a half early, you know, 440 again. She's like, I'm done, mom. I'm out. Okay. It's always exactly at 442. And I don't know why that is. It's kind of crazy. Like how is she telling time right now? (laughs) But anyway, um, so yeah, there's that. I just, I want you guys to be aware of this whole, um, of this idea that was celebrating yourself in some small way. Um, my oldest kids started taking bubble baths with Epsom salts and like she found some paraben free, you know, phthalate free, like healthy, organic, vegan, friendly, like amazing, like bubble bath. And it has like lavender in it and it comes and she had one that comes in a, it looks like a honey bear. It's adorable. And she's like, look what I got today. I'm so excited. And I'm like that. I'm really excited for you too. It's so cool. She's like, I have my own bathtub. This is like, I'm an adult and shit. I got my own bathtub. It's so cool. So she started taking these baths with the Epsom salts and the um, baking soda and detoxing. And she's like, I feel so good. And my skin is starting to look better. And I'm actually, you know, really able to relax and you know, my mental health improves when I take these baths. It's really good. I'm like, yeah, I love that. I miss having a bath. I miss having a shower I can use. So, you know, I'm really happy for her or them that, that, that this is happening. And so, um, you know, that they're <laughs> utilizing the bathtub. It's really nice anyway. Um, but that's like a ritual. That's, that's an example of a ritual. That's another one is, um, uh, when she grabs a ball of wine once a week and she grabs five of her favorite uh, chocolate and she'll lay them all out and eat the chocolate and drink the wine and say, you know what? I'm celebrating me today. And she took a mental health day um, this week, called her business partner saying, I'm sorry, I have something that's come up and I can't take, I can't go to the meeting. So I'm not going to be there. Bye. <laughs> And she just hopped on a BART and took off. Just walked around the whole foods markets where she found the really cool honey bear thing. <laughs> just walking through the park, you know, feeding the pigeons or meeting up with uh, some cool people from meetup.com that want to talk about travel or learning Arabic or whatever. You know, there's so many different ways to celebrate just the everyday just the fact that we're here is a miracle guys so don't forget to you know just really celebrate yourself and celebrate your life and 
find something where you can just feel like this is a milestone of sorts, right? If you get a new job, celebrate, take yourself out to eat. You know, you, you can afford it now. You got a new job, right? Get a new apartment, you know, celebrate, you know, have a, a glass of wine or bubbly or sparkling apple cider, you know, something that you don't normally have sparkling grapefruit juice, whatever it is, you know, we don't have to have alcohol, but whatever is going to be that moment, you know, piece of chocolate, vegan chocolate, whatever. My, my, uh, kid found, uh, non slave labor chocolate. And she was so proud of herself. You know, she's like, wow, look at, I found the only one that labels that. And that's the chocolate I'm going to eat forevermore. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I, I, I eat expensive or more expensive chocolate here in Ecuador, but not the most. There, there's a candy bar here. That's a normal size candy bar, $60. The big size of that is a hundred dollars for a candy bar. I tasted it, um, because I had a sample. Oh my effing God. It's worth it, but it's a lot of money. <laughs> it's like, I really need to make a lot of money before that becomes my ritual. <laughs> but at least I'm not complaining that a man's not doing it for me. You know, like I am a very traditional person and I do want my, my twin to take care of me a little bit, but I know that I could probably provide a lot of the stuff myself. So <laughs> I don't need to complain anymore. And that's another part of my thing. Like I just don't, I don't complain about the things I don't have anymore. But anyway, let's go to spaceweather.com. Uh, just to see what's up in space and see more news and information about the sun earth environment. The current solar wind speed is 315.3 kilometers per second. And it is quiet with a chance of flares. Solar activity is low and everything we said the last two days, it's the same. They said there, if there were going to be any explosions today, it's only going to be a 15% chance that it'll be geo effective, meaning basically hitting the earth. Um, but it's only 15%, but we have a lot. I mean, we've got, and, and it says that the Veda gamma magnetic field is, has been seen on AR three, one, four, one, the sunspot, I think sunspot number 81, and it harbors energy for M-class solar flares. So it is a potential. It's a possibility. So six sunspots are facing us, but so far, not a lot of solar activity. Thank God, you know, this week we got a little bit of a break. There's information on the Chinese space station on spaceweather.com if you want to check it out. I'm not going to read it because it's not affecting us on an energy level. Uh, the cosmic radiation um, that comes to us from outer space from all directions. Right now, we are at 4.3% of the space age average, which is elevated. In the, in the last 48 hours, it's gone up by 1.2%. And this is according to the University of Ulu's Sonokaila Geophysical Observatory in Finland. So hello to all of my Finnish listeners. I know this is a popular show over there and it makes me happy. <laughs> I used my, one of my first boyfriends was from Finland. His name was Tapio. 
and I loved him. He's the sweetest guy in the world. And I broke up with him and I broke his heart. But the reason I did it is because I didn't want him to know because he was so innocent and so sweet and so, um, like loving and such a beautiful person. It sounds like I'm, I'm an asshole for breaking up with him, but I did it because my parent, my, my stepmom was beating me like every day and I felt really bad about it. And I just didn't want him to worry about me all the time. So I broke up with him and made him hate me so that he wouldn't worry about me all the time. Damn it. I never should have broken up with him. We'd probably be married with 30 kids by now. <laughs> it was a long time ago when we were 16 when we dated. He was cute. He was a thespian. I loved that. I loved uh, the fact that he was an actor. He was a very good actor, too. So I went to his God. He, they did God's spell, and I was like, oh, my God. He cast a spell on me that night. He was so amazing. But, okay, there's a really, the sinister face that was on the sun is like turned a little bit and it looks even more sinister now. The Grinch. <laughs> oh, God, that's such a weird picture. If you see what I see, it's like, oh, man. Uh, anyway, spaceweather.com is where you can go to see that picture. It says, there's no significant coronal holes on the Earth's side of the sun, meaning no solar winds whatsoever. According to the All Sky Fireball Network and NASA's All Sky Cameras, they scan the skies above the United States every day for meteoritic fireballs. What they found today was 38 fireballs. That's only so one less than yesterday. I think so. Or I can't remember. We had 65. We had 39 one day. I think we had 36 one day. Then we had one one day. I, I can't remember. I'm so jumbled up now. Anyway, but today it was 38 fireballs, 23 sporadic, 15 were northern torrid. So there you have it. Um, now we're going to go to the res, the Schumann resonance, uh, disclosure news.it is power six. It normally it's 7.83. I don't know what's going on, but it's been like either a five or six for the past week and a half, except for one day it was 23 in Italy. So very, very strange that anyway, next we are going to go to the HeartMath Institute found at heartmath.org. And we're going to look at Monday, November 7th, which is 11-7, which is my angel number for me. <laughs> at the 2300 hour, this is what was going on. Hofuf, Saudi Arabia, and Hulului, South Africa were both at zero hertz frequency. California was at 67 hertz frequency. Lithuania was at 129 hertz frequency. 100 hertz frequency is what they had in Alberta, Canada. Last but not least, in Northland, New Zealand, 138 hertz frequency. All right, so I'm going to take a quick break, and when I come back, we will be talking about mantles tonight. Um, I've had personal experience with mantles, and I... Can I share them? Okay. Uh, God told me I could share the mantles that I have with you guys. I mean, I could share with it with you, meaning I could tell you what I have so that you can have an idea of what you may want to ask for. (laughs) You can get your mantles on. What is a mantle? Well, stick around and find out. Uh, Enjoy this itty bitty musical ditty. And then we're going to get into what the heck a mantle is right after this.
All right, guys, tonight we're going to talk about mantles, and this is great timing, and I had planned weeks ago to do this episode, and this is weird because um, six days ago, Robert Henderson, uh, and you could look him up on Instagram, Robert Henderson Ministries, he just put out a book, Receiving Mantles from the Courts of Heaven, guys. OMG. <laughs> you could go to robertHenderson.org to grab your copy of this book. Um, this is what he says. What is a mantle? He's or what does a mantle do? A mantle does not just empower us for our assignment. It changes us into the likeness and image required for the assignment. Ooh, I love that. And the name of his book, again, is Receiving Mantles from the Courts of Heaven, Supernatural Empowerment to Fulfill the Call of God on Your Life. Now, he is a minister. He's a prophetic minister. I absolutely love this guy. He's amazing. I'm not a Christian, but he is. So that is a framework from which he operates. But I am telling you that, oh my God, um, this idea, all of his ideas are just really blowing my mind. So I wanted you guys to, um, just, you know, be more aware of this stuff. Okay. So I have received some mantles. I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to also just give you the shorthand version of the notes I took from the class that he gives, that he gave on a series of classes that he gave on his Robert Henderson Ministries YouTube channel. So you just look up mantles and you'll find it because like, it's such a weird word, right? But, Oh, I looked in 222 on the timer again, and it's 3.11 a.m. <laughs> I've been working very late at night, although I've been delivering these to you around noon every day. I messed up on the time change on Monday this week. I don't know if you guys noticed. I think I put it out at 11 o'clock uh, Pacific time in the morning on Monday, and um, but I'm going to just get it out by noon every day if I could knock on wood get it out, like, you know, finish it the night before and then time it for the next day. This is like really working out for me better because then I have all Friday off and I have all, um, Saturday off. And then Sunday I have almost all of it off. And then in the evening, Sunday I work and it's just, it, it seems, I don't know why, but it seems like I have more time. I, it's just time management is real people. <laughs> Apparently this is a real thing. But receiving mantles from the courts of heaven, this looks like it's going to be an incredible book. I'm still, I'm still working on the first book he wrote, um, operating in the courts of heaven. But the, um, so the courts of heaven is what I talked to you guys about last week. And I gave you examples of how to do it and, and everything. But the mantles, this is interesting. Now this guy, uh, Robert Henderson has, said some very interesting things and I love sometimes science will intersect with metaphysics, spirituality, um, and sometimes religion can intersect with metaphysics. And this is one of those times. 
um, not the science part, but the latter. Uh, anyway, mantles, according to Robert Henderson, are supernatural coats endowed by God to you. Now, the way that I personally have experienced the mantles that I've received is they're kind of like a really long robe that kind of floods uh, like or, or, or puddles out past your feet. Like they kind of cover you around and they're like a big, big hoodie. <laughs> So think, you know, San Franciscan, not San, but I guess Franciscan friar or Franciscan monk. They have those huge uh, hoodies. That's like a mantle. It's like a coat or like a robe. It's almost like a bathrobe with a huge hoodie that would cover your whole face. So it's actually pretty cool. I made my my husband one and I'm not that great of a sewer. <laughs> and I thought that I, I was being lazy. So I just figured it's going to shrink by 10%. So I added 10% to the fabric all the way around in all of the measurements that I took. So it ended up being massive. (laughs) It looked ridiculous on him (laughs) and God bless him. He wore it anyway. I'm like, this looks stupid. I have to like keep cutting fabric off and sewing it. And you know, but I washed it and it didn't shrink at all. They're like, this is definitely going to shrink 10 to 20%. I'm like, oh shit. (laughs) He could have, he could have grown a foot taller (laughs) and a foot wider and it would still be big on him. (laughs) Anyway, I kind of made a mantle for him. (laughs) It did nothing. It was literally a baby blue robe. It was really cool though. It was just, it was just some cheap terry cloth fabric that I found. I'm like, I want to try making a bathrobe. <laughs> oh shit. I, I really want a degree in fashion because I want to learn how to make clothes and I don't know how. And I was just eyeballing everything and making shit up out of my own head. And it, I made a really good bathrobe for a super, like a giant. <laughs> Anyway, that's neither here nor there, but I actually have made a mantle in real life, but it wasn't supernatural. The supernatural ones, you can't really see with your eyes. You can see them with your third eye or in your mind's eye. When you close your eyes, you can see them. (coughs) And they're all a little bit different from each other. And so we're going to go over this today. He says, um, mantles are never made to fit you. You must grow into it. See, I did a good job then. (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh, this is not too big on you. You're not tall enough. Terrell, grow to eight feet tall and then we'll have a conversation. (laughs) Oh, shit. I'm just giving myself the sick burns now. (laughs) Who's embarrassed now? Oh, right. It's me. Anyway, I don't know why I'm thinking about that. That's a hilarious, that's a hilarious, uh, remembrance. (laughs) Anyway, um, this is what Robert Henderson said though. You have to grow into your mantle. You have to have spiritual growth to fit into your mantle. A tailor can help you grow into your mantle. I don't know what he means by that. Who's a tailor? Maybe he's a tailor. Maybe you're you're a tailor when you spiritually grow yourself. But Robert Henderson, he he himself, he received a mantle and his mantle was to give mantles to people. So he got a mantle and then all of a sudden he could see the mantles and he was given a key to the closet in heaven. And this was a man that he didn't know. He was in a ministry 
and they knew of each other, but they didn't know each other. And I guess they, um, the one guy had a dream that Robert Mant, Robert Henderson's going to receive a, a key to heaven and, or a key to uh, the closet in heaven. And he's going to be doling out these mantles because, you know, these are the end times, of course. And this is why probably, I mean, he didn't say this, but I'm thinking this is why, you know, that let's just get the mantles out. I mean, it's a closet full of mantles. Nobody's using them. You know, let's, let's get going on this anyway, but to help you, what, what do mantles do? So, uh, they, number one, they help you pursue God and your destiny within the touch of the mantle. So whatever your mantle is for, that is what you're supposed to be doing in your life. Right? So, um, I've received a couple of mantles from God that I did not ask for. They just descended upon me. One of them descended upon me while I was asleep and it woke me right on up out of bed. And I was like, holy shit, I got a mantle. So I'm going to tell you about all the mantles I have received. And I mean, I'm wearing a lot of heavy coats right now (laughs) and they're not physically heavy, but boy, are they emotionally and mentally and spiritually heavy. I have a lot of spiritual growing to do. I think I need to be spiritually eight feet tall. What is happening? I think a cat, uh, someone just jumped on the door. That freaks me out. Oh, it's you? Okay. I don't know what you're doing over there. Oh my God, the cat. I guess she leaned against the door and the whole the whole thing moved and made a very loud noise. I'm like, oh my God. Because last time I looked, she was in the other room. <laughs> I'm like, ah. <laughs> yeah, leave me alone. <laughs> I'm talking about mantles over here. All right. <clears throat> so, uh, let's see. Number two is... A mantle will bring empowerment and it empowers you on a supernatural level. When you receive a mantle, know that you will move into a place of empowerment that will cause many people to respect you because they value the anointing of it and they recognize the anointing upon your life. And, and it's obvious after a while that there's something you've got that's not from the natural realm. It's rather something of a spiritual dimension. The third thing that he said in his class was, and by the way, I encourage you to go take his class, go listen to his classes. Cause this is the abridged version of his like five, six hour class. So, and it's like, they're like, um, once a week he did for a while and it was, but he has, I mean, you could go, I think it's in Austin, Texas. Actually, you could go to Texas and get a mantle directly given to you by him. And he will tell you what the mantle is like. God is showing me this right now. Boom. This is your mantle. It's really trippy. It's really intense. But, uh, anyway, the third thing he says is you're granted an office when you receive a mantle. Holy shit. I forgot about this. That's holy shit. (laughs) When I tell you guys what my mantles are, you're going to be like, holy shit. (laughs) So you're granted an office when you receive a mantle because that's what a mantle does. There's so many people with anointings, but very few people carry the mantles 
that lets them operate in the office of the anointed. That's like really intense. So another thing he said, number four, we hide in the mantle until we unveil ourselves. God said to come to me in your vulnerability, even in our weakness. Paul said in the first Corinthians, in my weakness, his strength is made manifest. In my weakness, his strength is made manifest. Number five, healing and power flows from the mantles. They touched the hem of Jesus's garment. Healing flowed and healed them. That was his, his example of that. Healing and power can flow from the mantles. When people think you're special in one way or another, whatever your mantle is, and then they touch you, they're going to get that. Like, for example, I don't know that this exists, so I'm going to ask God right now. If, what if you got the mantle of the gift of, of song that would be healing, like healing song? So the mantle would be like holding the office of healing music. And is that a thing? Yeah, God said, yeah, that is a thing. I don't have it. He didn't give me that one. (laughs) Still learning how to sing. But uh, if you have that office, if you're holding that office because you have the mantle, then you will, uh, then the healing will flow. So, So what if you sing now and you don't have the mantle? Well, you might touch some people's hearts. They might cry a little. They might feel good inside. And yeah, you probably raise the vibration a little, but when you're wearing a mantle and you sing and then maybe afterwards they hug you, that healing energy is going to flow. That will flow out from you and your singing or music, whatever you're playing is going to heal people. And like on a spiritual level, on a soul level, on an emotional level, mental level, maybe in physical level, who knows? So I thought that was very interesting. So he says, mantles are given to you so that you may do your work for God more effectively on earth. He says that there's seven mountains of society and I didn't quite get this. So I wrote what I could, what I could remember. He said there's uh, so the seven mountains of society for society to function, religion or spirituality mountain, the family mountain, the business mountain, the government mountain, the arts and tech and entertainment mountain and the media mountain. And I think the family mountain might also be the friends mountain. You know, basically the people that mean something to us in our lives. So, um, he says he was talking about all seven spheres that literally you have been called to one of those spheres in particularly. God wants to mantle you, put, you know, put that robe or that coat on you so that you can be a success and have the impact and the influence that the Lord has called you to in that particular mountain. <clears throat> and by the way, you don't have to be special or have received any certain number of, you know, anointings or certain number of initiations. You didn't have to pass a certain amount of test in order to receive a mount- mantle. Anyone can receive a mantle, but you cannot receive a mantle that is not right for you. You're only going to receive what is meant for you. So it says, uh, the reason that he received 
his mantle was because God, he's called by God. Um, he was anointed. He was pinpointed, chosen. He was appointed to be the one that would receive the mantle from God. And he says, you have to understand that you can't just receive, uh, mantles that you have not been made for. So you have to realize that God's not going to be giving them out randomly. However, we're all meant to be mantled for our service. So he says, I take the mantle I'm called to, and it has been made for me. And so the way that I see this is, um, yeah, like I've, I've received this. I'll, I'll say it out loud now and I'll tell you all the mantles I have, you know, I received the mantle of discernment and it was, um, it was super helpful because it was like the very next day after I received the mantle of discernment that I saw that it wasn't just the one person acting alone that, but yet four people that had been acting against me for 25 years and some of their stuff was still affecting me. And as soon as I was able to discern it, I was able to go to the courts of heaven immediately and get a divine restraining order and have everything lifted up and off and out of me. And it was all illegal cases against me in the courts of heaven. And once I did that, I mean, I saw like a, there was like a little tiny demon that had been sitting on my chest. And as soon as I did that, that demon left. I was like, holy shit. How long was that little guy there? It was like a really tiny one, little tiny devil sitting on my chest that they had sent me. They were hoping, wishing, praying and doing spell casting against me so that I would die, that I get sick, that I wouldn't be able to work, that I'd be mentally foggy, that I'd, you know, just all this horrible shit. And that, and they also prayed that anyone who was a a good man who would like treat me well and, and do right by me, God revealed to me that that's why all those people died. Five men and one woman that I was interested in dating all died suddenly within like a year of my being interested in them. Actually, when one of them, he died like within three years of my being interested in him, but I was being kept away from all these people. Never met him in person, except my one girlfriend I did. I met her uh, a couple times in person and we were talking all the time on the phone and all of a sudden I never heard from her again. And apparently it's because she had cancer and she died. Failed to mention it to me that she had cancer. And so I just thought she, I must've said something that offended her. I just assumed the worst about myself instead of like the worst that could have happened to her, you know, but once I got the mantle of discernment, I was like, holy shit. Now I've got discernment. Thank you, God. I, I always had a little bit of it, not to this level. I mean, God put that mantle on me and I closed my eyes to see what the mantle could do take this baby out for a spin. And what happened was I saw somebody who I spent a great deal of time loving and praying for talking about me and cackling like, like cackling like a witch. (laughs) And I am a witch and I I cackle too. So anyway, (laughs) but she was cackling and saying, wouldn't it be funny if she had, um, if she got really dark gray skin with spots and ugly things all over her, even especially on her vagina and on her uh, breasts. And what if she got really fat and she looked like an old sea hag I lost her hair. I started losing my fucking hair. i not now. It all came back. Thank you, God. Um, but for a while I was even losing my hair 
for a while my teeth had gotten kind of yellow and I was losing my hair and I started to become that with all these fucking bitches were, <laughs> were praying on, on about me. You know, they were sending that shit to me every single day for 25 years, four different people. It barely touched me though. Barely touched me. It barely made a dent in my life at all. I didn't know what the hell's going on. God, I am whom God helps. God does help me. But once God showed me with discernment what was happening, I was like, holy shit. Uh, These horrible people, I was praying for them, giving them love this whole time. So how the hell, you know, would they do that to me? So, I mean, this, this all just came about in the past seven days or 10 days where I got the mantle of discernment and then God showed me this. Like in the past, I think I got the mantle of discernment maybe three weeks ago. I wrote it down on the date. I can't remember. But when, man, when I got that clarity of spiritual vision and I, and I could see that, I was like, whoa, things like curses, like they are real. And I, I was always believing that if you don't believe in them, then they can't harm you. But I mean, they gave me cancer. I, I healed myself in 21 days. Thank you, God. Because I'm not an idiot. And I also, God helps me mostly because God helps me. You know, I know how to look for alternative therapies and I got on it right away. And that was it. Bada boom, bada bing. The alternative worked and it's over. But, um, some of the things, and, and even like I told you guys that I'd had this, uh, weird rash randomly came across my chest and it started like oozing this pus and it was like stinky. It smelled out of nowhere. Like one day I'm totally fine. And the next day this horrible thing happened and I'm like, Oh my God, you know, so I, I washed it with special thing, you know, I put special salves on it and I prayed over it and I'm like, I don't know what the hell's going on, but I need this off my body. And like, um, within 48 hours is completely gone. And, um, God told me when I had the mantle of discernment, finally, at, like after God said to me that if it had not been a supernatural cause that would have lasted for weeks, you would have had to go to the doctor. You would have had to take medicine. You know, it would have been like three, four weeks before that cleared up. But because it was an illegal case in the courts of heaven that they illegally attacked you, you could undo it. And that's why within 48 hours, a hundred percent was gone. There were other things in my body that I was just like, shit, I'm really scared. I don't know what to do. And every morning for a while I was waking up and when I, and I was feeling kind of negative about stuff. And when I got the mantle of discernment, what happened was I started hearing the words that were being given to me in my voice, all the things I was worried about. And now I realize none of that shit was from me. Like they would say things like I was worried about uh, my kids dying or I was worried about my, you know, uh, my uh, uh, getting cancer and dying or worried about being homeless or worried about snakes or worried about like all this weird shit. Okay. That and cancel all those thoughts because none of those are real. None of them came from me. I'm like, what? And I'm like, God, what's going on? Like yesterday morning, I'm like, what's going on with all these weird words? It was two nights or two mornings ago, actually now. And, and I'm like, what's going on with this, all, all this stuff, God? Why do I keep having these words? And he's like, they're feeding these words into you. They're sending these words to you. 
I'm like, I need a divine restraining order against that shit. They can no longer touch my body. And I started going, shit, are they touching my computer? And he's like, no, you just need to do this program and you'll be fine. And okay, I've removed like eight gigabytes of junk files from my computer and it's running perfect now. Thank you, God. Knock on wood, it continues this way. But um, I'm like, I'm going to say a prayer. I'm going to the courts of heaven, divine restraining order. Can't touch my kids. Can't touch me. Can't touch any of the things we own. You know, if we own vehicles, can't touch our vehicles. And also they can't feed fucking words our way. Like, what was that? Any demons they sent to sit on the outside of our homes, they have to leave as well. I mean, like everything that these people could possibly think of to do, they were doing. And I don't know that they're consciously aware that they're doing it, but they were like 25 years of hatred and anger that they built up when they didn't need to. They just needed to have one conversation with me one time 25 years ago to see the truth of the matter. But they built one assumption upon another upon another and turned that into hatred of me and made me the scapegoat for like everything that was wrong with their family or whatever. (laughs) And that was it. And I wonder now, and I'm saying that that's what the scapegoat in the family is. That's what God just told me. Oh, that hurts my heart. Um, if you're the scapegoat, um, you need to go to the courts of heaven and get that shit removed. That just hurts my heart. What God just showed me. Anybody who was a scapegoat in any family got blamed for all the family problems that they're being constantly thrown shit on all the time. So, okay. Um, there are secrets to receiving these mantles. Number one, don't get distracted. Make sure you are absolutely committed to God and also to the person, circumstance, career, event that the mantle will be used in. Oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, shit. All right. Okay. Okay. So there's that. Uh, When I tell you what some of my mantles are, you're going to be like, oh shit, Elena, you got a lot of work cut out for you. (laughs) Damn it. All right. Don't get distracted. Number two, be filled with faith. Be full of faith. Ask for the hard thing. Be full of passion, spiritual vibrancy. Be bold in your asking of this thing of the Lord. And even ask for a double portion mantle. Yeah, I would like to right now, God, please give me the double portion protection mantle. Amen. Thank you. He says it is so granted. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I needed that. (laughs) Oh, because of some of the other things I'm reading. I'm like, ooh, if I have to be, you'll see. I'll tell you guys in a minute. All right. So number three, you get what you are able to see. This is in a realm of faith. You see what others cannot see, and people might call you a fool, (laughs) a daydreamer, or a pie-in-the-sky thinker, but that's only because they cannot see what you see. Because you're truly seeing it, you will receive it. People who see what others cannot see are the ones who change the world. Yeshua, remember Jesus, what he said? Those that have eyes to see and ears to hear, remember that. It even says that in the Quran. Okay. 
<laughs> not just in the Bible. At least two of the world's religions have said this. You have to have the eyes to see and the ears to hear. Number four, you receive the impartation of the mantle. And then he, and he gave a quote in this part of the uh, class, Romans 1:11. for I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift so that you may be established. Now, Paul said this in Romans, physical touch helps you to receive these endowments, but you also may receive them through faith directly from God. Now for me, I have received them directly from God. Uh, but if you guys, you know, haven't been able to, and you want to, you could go to this Robert Henderson. Um, I don't know when he has the next one coming where you could go get a mantle directly from him and he will touch you. He will give it to you and you will have it. So number five, if you're going to carry a mantle, you need to walk in brokenness. Ah, well, ah, I've been there, done that baby. There's a brokenness of heart, not of a sorrow, but rather the Bible says the Lord is near to those with a broken heart, to those with a contract of spirit. My will has been so subdued underneath him that my passion is his passion. That's what Robert Henderson said. My will has been so subdued underneath him that my passion is his passion. God is taking me in my, in my broken me in my brokenness and no longer are my motives impure. He has taken from me all of my selfishness. It's now only about his glory. My motives are now filled with what God wants. And I'm going to tell you guys, this is the shit that's happened to me. Okay. So as I'm hearing Robert speak about this, I received my first mantle. Um, I mean, I took this class over the break over the past six weeks. Okay. That's when I took this class and took these notes that I'm reading from right now. And I received my very first mantle in 2007. When I was struck by lightning, I was given a mantle, the first one. And then years later, I read in a book by um, Sylvia Brown that you should be damned careful before you decide to take up a mantle in service of the Lord because it's going to fucking break you, basically. And it did. Holy shit. I mean, a year later, after I was given that mantle, my husband filed, I filed for divorce. He made me, he threatened my children. If I didn't file for divorce against him, he threatened that he was going to take the kids away from me and I'd never see them. And he would lie, cheat and steal to get them away from me. He'd lie to the courts, have me jailed if need be to keep me the fuck away from my own children. Unless I filed for divorce. And then he took them away from me five days a week and abused them that whole time and ruined, ruined them psychologically on purpose to get back at me, used his own kids as weapons against me. He hurt his own children in that way. <laughs> so when I tell you, you're going to walk in brokenness, holy fuck you are. If you take a mantle, if you take the one in service to God, especially it's, 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 it's a warrior's path for damn sure. 
you have to be completely busted down, broken down, and then God builds you back up. I'm telling you this true. It is, oh, it's a really hard path, but I had to take it. I knew I had to. So anyway, it just makes me cry when I see what Robert Henderson said and what he went through. Cause like shit. Yeah, I know he's not lying. He's a hundred percent telling the truth. So uh, all of the ego based nonsense, I no longer have desires of this world or the flesh, but rather the one true God, because I and my father are one. That's what he said. I think maybe I said that. I don't know if I put it in parentheses. So I might've said it. I might've wrote that. I mean, I do have the desire of the flesh when it comes to my twin flame. Don't get me wrong, (laughs) but I don't, as far as, you know, I don't date other men anymore. And God wants me to wait for my twin flame. So I'm like, okay, bring his fine butt down here, (laughs) please. (laughs) I'm ready. I'm a hundred percent ready for him now. Even in my imperfections that I'm sitting here looking like, okay, I got this and I got that. I'm like, you know what though? He's going to love me and accept me no matter what. And I'm going to love and accept him no matter what. So if I told him my story, he would cry so hard. He wouldn't even believe the shit I've been through. A lot of shit I never told you guys. I told you guys a lot of really deep stuff, but, um, over the years, but if I told him the hundred percent full true story, it, it's, I maybe won't because it might break him. I mean, it's a really hard story and I don't know. It's just really, really intense. You know, (laughs) I don't know if you guys have ever seen the empath picture on going around Instagram where it says it shows an empath and they have like 30 arrows in their back. And then there's like a person crying saying, Um, I don't know if I could go on. I've been completely broken and they only have like a teeny tiny little arrow in their back and the empath is sitting there with like 30 massive arrows and they're just totally bleeding out and they're holding this person, you know, their arm around him going, I understand it's okay. And this person's like, you don't understand how much it hurts. You've never been through hurt like this. Oh my God, I'm dying. This is horrible. It's like, holy shit, you don't know what us empaths go through, dude. You know, for every, you know, for the average people, for every arrow they get, we get like 30 or 50, you know? Our lives are a lot harder, for sure. Anyway, um, yeah, I mean, this, I'm crying because this shit is true, man. All right, this is really true. It says, um, I love how God works though, because I am becoming a better person because of all this brokenness inside qualifies you to carry the mantles of the Lord. God will only entrust his mantles to those who have been sufficiently broken before him. So if you're somebody who's never experienced any hurt or heartache, I'm sorry. (laughs) You're not on the list to receive a mantle. Maybe. No, not till you go through some really hard shit. Once you become super humbled, um, that's when you're able to receive the, these, uh, mantles according to Robert Henderson. So, all right. Um, six, test what you have received. 
you have learned, you have to learn how to use it. You have to learn how to flow with it so that you could get the full benefit of it. And he says, you can receive an anointing and not a mantle, and you can receive a mantle without an anointing. What's an anointing? You might ask. I honestly don't freaking know. (laughs) I'm sure there's an anointing class he's take, he's given, but I haven't taken that class yet. So I don't know. So I looked up the word, um, mantle. So my research, I wanted to see in the Bible and the Quran where mantles were mentioned. Job 29, 14, it says, I put on righteousness and it clothed me. My justice was as a mantle and a turban. So yeah, it covers your head too. It covers your whole body. I thought that was interesting. So he had righteousness and justice were his mantles. The mantle of justice, wow. And righteousness, meaning you're always going to walk in the path of right. That's a hard mantle to take on. Psalm 109, 29. Let mine adversaries be clothed with shame and let them cover themselves with their own confusion as with a mantle. (laughs) Holy man. Holy mackerel. Can you imagine? Uh, God, can you give my adversary the the mantle of shame? (laughs) They can finally feel sorry for the shit they did to you. Oh my God. Can you give them the mantle of confusion? Oh my effing God. I not know. God will only be able to give that one. You can't just give that to someone. And you know, I can imagine that's crazy. Isaiah 61, three to provide for those who grieve in Zion to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, a mantle of praise instead of a spirit of despair. Then people will call them cloaks of righteousness. Oh, I'm sorry. Oaks of righteousness the planting of the Lord in order to display his splendor. So crown of beauty instead of ashes, that might be a mantle. That's why I wrote this one. The oil of gladness, that's an anointing. The oil is an anointing. Um, gladness and beauty. And um, a, mantle, a mantle of praise instead of a spirit of despair. A spirit of despair is like a demon attachment. It's like a spirit attachment that, um, you can get that someone can send you and it could attach to you and suck your life force and just give you that generalized feeling of despair for the rest of your life, unless you get rid of it. And, and if you get the mantle of praise, P R A I S E, then, um, you will just be grateful and always be praising everything instead of feeling despair and hopeless. Anyway, Hebrews 1.12 says, And as a mantle, thou shalt roll them together, and they shall be changed, and thou art the same, and thy years shall not fail. Uh, that's a non-aging mantle, right? Prime Creator, I would like to enter the courts of heaven right this very minute in the middle of my show and ask if I can please have the mantle of eternal youth. Is that, 
Is that a mantle you have? Can I receive that, please? Yes. Ooh, it's green, guys. <gasps> Ooh, it's emerald green. Oh, it's my favorite color. I'm so happy I'm receiving a mantle, girl. All right. I got to write that one down, too. Oh, thank you. God just said use it in good health. I will if I'm forever young. Forever young. I want to be forever young. You want to sing? <laughs> well, she wanted to leave, but she meowed at you guys for a minute. All right. Uh, let's see here. Um... In the Quran, does it talk about mantles? I found a verse. Verily, my Lord doth cast the mantle of truth over his servants. He that has full knowledge of all that is hidden. Ooh, mantle of truth so you could see everything that's hidden. I have the mantle of discernment. Prime creator, is that the same thing? The mantle of truth and the mantle of discernment is the same thing. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you so much for giving me that. Yes, that is in Saba, chapter 34, verse 48. My Lord doth cast the mantle of truth over servants that he has full knowledge of all that is hidden. Yeah, that's why it was hidden from me for 25 years. When I got that mantle, I could see everything. I like literally saw them sitting around a table and making fun of me and laughing about me. And I saw the one sister-in-law that I loved so much, the one that I wanted to talk to all the time. And she's so duplicitous and two-faced that I literally had no idea till God revealed it to me through this mantle. Holy shit. So there we go. All right. Um, I'm going to tell you guys, uh, so on April 2nd, 2007, I took up the mantle of godly service. I asked for it on the first. And when I struck by lightning, that was apparently the mantle being delivered. (laughs) I mean, my toenail fell off for that. I had a hole in my heart. I had a hole in my brain, like a little tiny hole. Like I felt it. I could feel that there's holes everywhere in my body all the way through where the lightning went and it all healed. Thank you, God. It all healed. But my, uh, I guess if my toes were fingers, it'd be my ring toe (laughs) on my left foot. You know, if I could get married and wear a toe ring instead of a ring on my ring finger, you know, the marriage finger, that's the toe that it was. And there was like a little hole in that toenail where the lightning flew out and, um, it was really a tiny hole and that's just how it, what happens. And then it, um, it fell off after three weeks. My toenail literally fell off. I did not have a toenail for like about a week. And then it just started growing from the bottom and grew right back in. Boom. Now I've got a toenail. <laughs> it's like six weeks later. It looked like nothing had ever happened. It was the weirdest shit I've ever experienced in my life, but that was my mantle. It's like get hit by lightning, thrown eight feet across the room, and here's the mantle you asked for. <laughs> Holy Moses, that, that, that happened. That happened. So, all right. So these are the mantles I've received. That was the first one that I received. So here we go. <laughs> I asked to get the cleanliness mantle 
which is pure white light. And I took this up on September 30th. It was activated at the same time. It started to work within 24 to 72 hours. And it takes seven days, up to seven days, to finish cleaning the full body. Every cell is cleaned from the inside out. God did tell me, stay near a toilet just in case. And I said, oh shit. And he said, exactly. And then I heard a big booming laugh. I'm like, okay, God's got a really sick sense of humor sometimes. <laughs> um, during this time, I had intense allergies, sneezing, blowing my nose for hours on end. I went through two rolls of t- triple roll toilet paper, just blowing my nose alone, two Benadryls and one four hour allergy pill that didn't really work. I took my vitamins and I took my minerals and my left ear was left ringing. (laughs) So that was one of the mantles uh, that I took up recently and the cleanliness mantle eventually, and it takes like months to build it up. And you also have to be in a higher vibrational place um, for it to fully work. But at the highest level of it, you will never have to bathe or shower again. So woohoo, because I hate cold showers. And also where you live will be completely cleaned as well. Just like in the Masters, the Life and Teaching of the Masters of the Far East. So I received um, also the health health and vitality mantle given freely by prime creator to me. He gave it to me, offered it to me when I did the cleanliness one on September 31st. So like the very next day, he's like, you should take this one too. It's baby blue glowing light. And he said it will be activated in eight days. So I'm still having a little bit of allergies, but, and I'm still working on the cleanliness one, which can take months. So I think in a couple months I should be a lot healthier. The mantle of the golden fleece, was offered to me by God. I did accept it on October 2nd. This, the mantle of the golden fleece is money, financial abundance, business success, ability to pray and give others financial blessings with a, uh, with a touch. Okay, good. I'm glad to know about that one. I wrote this and I don't, I don't remember writing that part. So I did pray for my child and my child received an infusion of money and a week later I prayed for them again and they did receive another infusion of money. So this mantle does work at least for me praying for others. I pray for all of you who wishes to receive money with my mantle, the golden fleece that you get an infusion of money. Amen. Say yes. If you want, I receive it. If you want it, say those words. Hopefully let me know if something happens on April. Okay. I already told that one. Okay. On, on, uh, So October 4th of this year, um, I took up the twin flame mantle that God offered me. Not everybody on the twin flame path has been, um, has taken up the twin flame mantle and God showed me that it's a double mantle, one for my twin flame and one for me. It's connected from my right side to his left side, like a belt that would be going around an actual like coat or a bathrobe. So it goes around like one mantle, but in this case, It's one belt that goes around both of us and it's open-ended until we're together. And then it's tightened. And this mantle, I saw it, it was a golden white light and it was like a pale yellow color, but is really bright. And it's a mantle that one's taken up 
once it's taken up, will be extremely important in the world energetically. Once we're together, it will also bring us together quicker, quicker and faster. And he will no longer be attracted to any other person on the planet. And neither will I, by the way. And he'll be given uh, my name over and over and over again till he calls me. That's what God told me. He'll just keep <clears throat> seeing more and more and more signs that he needs to be with me and he won't be able to stand it until he just contacts me. That's what God told me. I'm like, yay. God offered me this and I, I didn't even know it existed, but apparently my twin flame journey is meant to be made public. So here we go. <laughs> All right, here we go. There I am. <laughs> That's what I was told. And I said, yes, give it to me immediately. And yes, we will do that. Whatever it takes to be of service to this world and to, you know, the divine, we will. So on October 4th, this is another mantle offered to me by God, the mantle of fame. This is not one I ever would have wanted to seek out or look for. I've been shrink. I mean, I'm doing a podcast for Christ's sake. I'm not in the public eye at all. I'm in the public ear a little bit, <laughs> but I guess I have to be in the public eye because God already told me. And with that other mantle, he gave me this one, the mantle of fame. And when he gave it to me, it was red and thin and fuzzy like a feather boa and it's light and bright and kind of a bluesy red. And I asked that I receive this mantle with humility that I may remain humble, even if I'm famous and I may grow into this one because I never wanted fame, but I had to accept it. God granted it to me and I accepted it in the name of Yeshua. Amen. So there you go. It's very lightweight, but it has heaviness of it. And it's because I need to grow into it and be okay with it. The twin flame mantles, this pale yellow, golden white light one. It's extremely thick, like eight inches thick. The twin flame one is massive, but the mantle of protection is like two feet thick, but the same mantle is like two inches thick. Um, meaning, um, Oh, but the protection mantle that I received is two inches thick, but it, the protection of it is two feet thick and the two feet thick protection is also included in the twin flame mantle. So, um, in October 8th, I received the mantle of prayer so that my prayers can be more effective for people and myself when I pray. And when I pray for nations, eventually this will be extended to other planets and other beings as well. As we become more aware of them in the physical 3d world, I pretend this one is, or I mean, I proceed that this one is a very thin, maybe one inch pale butter, yellow color. It's not very thick. And I think it just helps you to be more effective in your actual praying. And so I started uh, focusing on that one a little bit. I, I, uh, I prayed for, um, uh, Christina Applegate that her MS is better. I went into the courts of heaven for her. Hopefully inshallah, she will get better really soon because I found out it was an attack on her psychically that gave her this. So I'm trying to help her uh, energetically and spiritually because she's a really lovely human being. Um, I know somebody who met her in person and she is a really sweet person. Not at all stuck up. She's very humble and very, you know, sweet. So I'm, I'm rooting for her. All right, so the mantle of prayer. Um, 
four results of receiving the mantle of praying revelation of Jesus's legal work on the cross, praying into reality, the legal work of Jesus into our lives. It's number one, number two, the spirit of travail, uh, something about, um, uh, makes it, it'll, it'll make it into reality. I don't know what this, I wrote this. I don't know. I don't even know. Yeah. The rest of this stuff was a little bit strange. I don't know. Um, he started about talking about fountains and houses of prayer and none of that made sense, but I did receive a mantle of protection as well. Um, I want to see, come on. I have 52 minutes. Let me look. I have another thing that I received. Um, Oh yeah, no, I didn't even write this. Uh, let's see. After season seven ended, maybe it's there now. Yeah, I did. I don't know. I didn't write which one I, when I got the mantle of protection. Um, let's see. Mantle of prayer, mantle offered by God. Yeah, that mantle, the, the fame one was weird. It looked like a, it looked like a sexy negligee that Marilyn Monroe would have worn. <laughs> it was red and see-through. I was like, whoa, we, it's kind of sexy, but that, but fame is kind of a sexy thing. And that's the way God showed it to me. I'm like, whoa, okay. I'll wear the sexy red flingy thing, whatever over the big, thick twin flame one. So no one can actually see me. Anyway, the mantle of discernment was given to me first thing in the morning. Um, when it descended on me, I was awakened gently and it was coming for me. It was like a white mantle with pale, gentle gold and yellow throughout. And God told me this is a mantle of discernment so that you will always be able to discern people, places, events, circumstances, etc., And that you'll be able to know what's right and what is not right without looking at it through a positive lens, like rose colored glasses type of thing. So that was, I, I got that one on my son's 20th birthday. So yeah, that was October 18th. So I did get the mantle of prayer at 11:22 on the 8th of, of October. So when I finished taking notes about, you know, from Robert Henderson and I said the prayer that I would get the mantle of prayer and then all my prayers would become highly effective. And I did, I did receive that one, which is awesome. Let's see. Um, the twin flame one already said mantle of godly service, mantle of golden fleece, health and vitality, and then the cleanliness. So, and then the one that I just said right now. So those are the mantles I've received, which means I'm going to be in the public eye. I'm going to be doing a lot of things for the world. So is my twin flame, but he's already famous. So I'm going to be famous whether I like it or not, because the world will know about me at least, you know, even if I'm not in the public eye all the time and the energy of fame also can be good in influencing people to do right in this world. So with a humble heart and a gentle spirit, I ask God that I can do more work for him in this world. And this is how I was led to the courts of heaven. I was led to the mantles and you guys, I'm telling you, this stuff is crazy. This is real. It sounds crazy. I mean, but it is real, absolutely real. And so all you need to do is ask God to give you a mantle. He'll probably give it to you in a dream. If you're not telepathic quite yet, 
you, you could even ask for telepathy so that you can telepath about the mantles and you could see the mantles are available. You can use pendulum dowsing or muscle testing and ask God, connect with God and ask directly, is there a mantle in this field? Now, remember the mountains that I mentioned, this, you know, ways of society, I guess I'm going to be in the arts and entertainment sector. <laughs> That's my mountain since I write books and I do the podcast and I'm going to be an actor. God revealed me that I'm going to act. Uh, he said maybe in five movies or not a lot. It's not going to be like a huge career ambition thing, which I'm cool with, you know, but, um, yeah, I think I might be in a TV show possibly as well. Maybe two different ones, which just, just some work, you know, and make a little money and, and also I can, um, might radiate my energy out. So anyone that watches it would receive light codes from my voice as always is present. And I could just radiate that love outward so that anyone watches it receives a lot of blessings. So that's one of the reasons why when God gave me the fame mantle, I think that's what he wants me to do. So am I right about that? Yes. I figured it out. Muscle testing says yes. All right. So yeah. So ask God for the mantles to be delivered to you um, in whatever area you need. You know, just ask, do muscle testing or do pendulum dowsing. Read Letter to Robin, which is a PDF for free. Just Google it. You'll find it. I think it's on WordPress. You know, um, anyway, there you have it. That's it. It's so cool that he came out with this book six days ago, right? What incredible timing. So I'm just going to help promote him because I love this man. He is so incredibly brave and amazing and his stuff is real and it's already helped me so freaking much. You know, you don't need to be a Christian for this to help you. You know, I'm not a Christian and it's already helped me. It's already helped my kids. So yay. So if you want to write me and ask me about this, um, or anything else, uh, mermaid girl, 888 is my Instagram. For those of you who have asked, um, if you want to donate, a one-time donation for all the information I'm bringing to you that's changing and saving your life. Thank you so much for that. You can Zell or PayPal me at mermaidgirl888 at gmail.com. And that's it. Now I'm going to go for now. That's all she wrote by she, I mean me. And yet this is, these are notes I took from Robert Henderson's. A lot of this material kind of comes from him. It's like, you know, secondhand information, but it's still good information. And, um, I hope that you enjoyed this episode of metaphysical soul speak the podcast. If you did, please share it far and wide. Tell your friends, tell anyone who'll listen, who is in the spiritual way. I appreciate this word of mouth. I know. Hey, I got the mantle of fame guys. You got to help me get there so I can help more people and help the world. Anyway. Um, let's see what else. No, that's it. <laughs> I'll be back tomorrow with all unique and original programming. Just like always. Until then, I'm signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the Holy Fifth Dimension. Till next time, guys, peace.
Hey guys, I've been making episodes of Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast, for a while now, and many of you have contacted me wondering just how you can support me and my podcast. Well, I have two solutions for this question. Number one is to become a listener supporter in which you go to the Anchor app, locate my channel, and sign up anywhere from 99 cents to $9.99 monthly, and you can stop anytime. Or number two is to make a one-time donation of any amount via Zelle, bank to bank, or through PayPal using my email, mermaidgirl888 at gmail.com, also located in the show description. Now with this option, you aren't uh, obligated monthly in any way, and you're also not limited. Thank you all so much in advance for your support. Let's keep metaphysical soul speak on the air and onward and upward to the fifth dimension together, guys. Thank you.